In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will gonna all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup's Daily Coronacast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Smith. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19 how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Literally right before we started podcasting, I was discussing my issue with the fact that my cat cannot decide whether she wants to be in or out of a room, and she actually pushed the door open and started rustling around in here the moment I began recording, which is cute. Good for Biz. She wants to be a part of the podcasting life like everyone else. I know. And she and the thing is, it's like, if that's what she wants, that's fine. But she needs to get on the recording schedule. She needs to pull her weight <laughs> a little bit and, and, you know, start keeping up with the news. Every time I try to talk to Biz about the news, she walks away. She's not interested. She's never voted. No, never man, voted. That's irresponsible. But in her defense, she is not old enough to vote yet. In cat years, she is old enough. Oh, okay. Well, then she needs to get out there. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and I know that we're a blue state, and <laughs> I've heard her argument about how her vote doesn't matter, but it's, you know, it's our civic duty. And she All votes matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we had a fun Instagram Live last night. We did. Thank you to anyone listening who joined us last night on Instagram Live. Brian and I made some cocktails, some presidential cocktails, mm-hmm. and just chatted it chatted away, and it was a great time. Yeah, I feel like it was also quite informative about some, you know, Calvin Coolidge or, you know, McKinley. Yes. You may, you, presidents you may not know much about. But yeah. we drank their cocktails. Some of them were disgusting. Yeah, but, you the know. McKinley special was literally just yeah. straight up liquor mixed, like various liquor mixed together. It was like four different types of liquor just mixed together. And that was it. I will say the FDR's Bermuda rum swizzle was good. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I learned that I've shared on the live is that FDR was actually a notoriously terrible bartender and he made horrible martinis, but everyone had to drink them because he was the president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and a f- other fun fact I learned about Calvin Coolidge that I shared last night, amongst other interesting things, is that he uh, installed a mechanical horse in the White House because he liked to horseback ride for exercise, but the Secret Service thought it was too dangerous. So this, he was riding a mechanical horse three times a day in the White House, which is just that crazy. Is, that <laughs> is such a funny, like early Peloton uh-huh. situation. <laughs> Uh-huh. Pelotons through the agents. Then yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like fake horse. I, <laughs> I want to know like what that looked like and how big it was. And like, I can't imagine it being comfortable. It. Yeah. No, not at all. It also 
there's a sensual element to that having mm-hmm. a mechanical horse. I feel like there's some sort of sexuality thing there as well. Yeah, I don't want to like put that on him, but yeah. when I heard, I got to be honest, when I heard mechanical horse, I went in a sexual direction. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. I feel like that is valid, <laughs> inappropriate. Brian, you also had a huge day online. We um, must acknowledge you, you were know, reposted. By the best of grinder. Wow. Reposted <laughs> by the best of grinder account, which has like yeah. millions of followers. Yeah, it was like two point three million followers. It actually happened while we were doing our live and I so I didn't see anything happening on my phone. And then I opened my phone. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because the- I had all these followers and likes and messages. Well, and not to shoot my own horn, but I actually yes. intimately understand. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly what you were feeling because I actually made it to the front page of Reddit yesterday. Wow! From a subreddit called White People Twitter, <laughs> 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 and I started getting all of these messages. Can I just say that multiple men that I hooked up with during the Obama administration, during various points of the Obama's <laughs> two administrations, started reaching out to me. All of them. Every single one said, hey, dude, not sure if you saw this. Pretty cool. Like, literally, that was the language of every single one. A typical white Reddit guy, pretty much. Oh, yes. All of them are, like, various white dudes that I've encountered in my life. They just all reached out to be like, hey, man. It was some variation of, like, hey, dude, hey, bud, hey, man, congrats (laughs) on getting... To Reddit, I was just like, I know. So the the the, the TikTok that I they reposted was um, called a bottom in quarantine, and basically it's just me eating cheese in the fridge. <laughs> um, and I was so funny that it's like so explicit, but like not. And so people are reaching out to me like, oh my god! I'm like, yep, famous. I'm f- bottom fame. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, my tweet was about like Kim Jong Un. Yeah, someone I had so someone I had a threesome with when I lived in LA when I was like twenty one reached out to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, nice to hear from you. I know we didn't even like follow each other on Instagram. I was just like, whoa, so funny. <laughs> yeah, one of them was like, I was not following them back, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I just I just left it. I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna do it now. Okay, enough okay. about. Our personal and professional news. (laughs) Sorry, let's pivot. Okay, so today is April 30th, and as JT likes to say, it's going to be May. Yes. I'm sorry, that was... Isn't it interesting how the beginning of May has all of the, like, fun memes? Like, there's, it's going to be May, there's May Mm -hmm. the 4th be with you. Mm -hmm. May gets all the fun memes. Yes. I love that Um, because my birthday's in May. So, yesterday, the United States exceeded 60,000 COVID deaths. Um, now more than 61,000 people have died after contracting coronavirus. The projected coronavirus death toll in the United States by August has been revised now to 74,000, an increase from an April 21st projection of 65K, which is crazy because April 21st was only nine days ago (laughs) and it's gone up 10,000. That is real bad. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not insignificant for those 10,000 people, certainly. You know, <laughs> that is not a deal. We're going to get into this, but I'm seeing that people are starting to get more antsy and thinking that they can get back into a more sense of normalcy. Normalcy. We're still not there yet, people. You need to stay home. 
I know, and, and it sucks. Like, I get it. The weather's getting nicer. When I, 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 it's, it, I get this feeling every time I like go out for one of my little walks, and the weather is nice in New York. I get that like feeling of like I want to go out. I want to be out. Whatever it, it, it sucks for for our listeners in LA. I know you want to go to the beaches, but you we can't. Yeah. We can't yet because ultimately it's going to be a longer amount of time where you can't do any fun stuff if you keep just like skirting around the edges of the rules and prolonging this. Yeah, exactly. So experts are warning that they will have to adjust the death tolls again if states open before they meet certain criteria. And as of today, not one state has achieved the 14-day decline in cases required to begin gradually reopening establishments. And yet, today, the White House's federal social distancing guidelines expire, and Trump said he will not extend them. And that is now up to the governors. So we talked about this before. There was this whole issue between Trump and states with with some Republican governors, um, basically because they didn't want to go against Trump by telling people to stay home. So they wanted him to tell them to do it so they didn't catch heat for it. So, and now there's not that comfort. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but like, this is a virus. It does not make sense for the policies to be state by state. That is not how a virus works. Coronavirus doesn't know what Texas is. Like, it doesn't know the difference between New York and Pennsylvania. It doesn't know the difference between any places. It's a Mm -hmm. virus. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, like, not having a federal top-down response makes no sense. I know. (laughs) It's not... These states reopening is going to prolong the virus situation for everyone. It's just going to create this vicious cycle where different states lock down. They get it under control. They open up. People move in and out. They go all around. The virus comes back. It makes no sense. We're starting to see, you know, these states getting packs together, you know, that are like, and eventually it's like someone was like talking about how we created the Holy Roman Empire because... We're just like all like, like you like we have like the regional advisory council, the Western states pact, um, and like eventually, I feel like they're just gonna be like, you can't travel outside of here because if, yeah. if we don't just stay home. I mean, it's just it's crazy to think that we could stop this virus without restricting travel everywhere or having restrictions that apply to the entire country like it just doesn't it doesn't compute and it doesn't make sense hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on etsy Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. 
Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. And now we're getting into a situation where states are reopening. States have begun reopening, most notably... Georgia became one of the first states to reopen and loosen restrictions last week, whereas we here in New York and I think L.A. as well has uh, our restrictions are extended until May 15th, which does happen to be my 30th birthday in case (laughs) anyone's wondering. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, unfortunately, I think that may be pushed. Yeah, I think I well, Danny and I are going to. We have a little plan for my birthday. We're going to go out front and we're going to plant a little tree oh, in nice. front of our apartment. So that'll be nice. But back to Georgia. So Georgia was one of the first states to loosen restrictions last week. And this week, we actually, surprise, surprise, got some disturbing news out of Georgia. So a recent study shows that more than 80% of the people hospitalized in Georgia as a result of coronavirus are black. Only 10% were white. These are stats based on March numbers. Like they finally were just able to, I think it was, they monitored like 300 people who were uh, admitted to the hospital in March. So this isn't a snapshot of what's going on there now. It's a snapshot of what was going on in March. I imagine they probably have more cases now than they had in March. And as we know, they just reopened on Friday. Um, So there's been a lot of talk about why it seems like uh, African-Americans are more likely to end up in the hospital because of coronavirus. It's a lot of, you know, the usual systemic racism, lack of access to uh, healthcare, more like they are more likely to have underlying health conditions, less likely to receive quality care, just a whole host. 
of different reasons. Um, but that all leads to it being more likely that they're going to be the people who end up getting very sick from COVID-19. Uh, people of color in Georgia are also more likely to work in essential fields, which puts them at even greater risk as the states ease restrictions. So now it's like you have this population who has less access to healthcare, who's historically been disenfranchised by the healthcare system and by all sorts of aspects of society. These are the very people that are being forced back to work. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to remember that the governor who's doing this is Brian Kemp, who is elected and is governor because he disenfranchised black people in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So he took away a bunch of people's right to vote, became the governor, and now he's using his seat of power as governor to put the very people he disenfranchised into danger, which is just really upsetting. And I was looking at the stats of the demographics of Georgia before this, and I think it was saying that um, white people make up 58% of the population, Whereas black people only make up 31%, yet you said they make 80 up 80%. Per percent. It's so something like just... 83, it's, it's over 80% by like a little bit. It's like 83.6% of, pe of people hospitalized in Georgia for coronavirus are black, which is just not like, <laughs> that does not compute not, with what the population mm -hmm. is. So clearly something else is going on there. Um, and we're seeing that in other places. Um, but, so more than half of the U.S. states will begin reopening by the end of the week. About 31 states are easing their restrictions, but life is far from returning to normal. For example, like as you have said before, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom plans to order the closure of state beaches and parks because residents crowded them last weekend. Texas's stay-at-home order expires today. Um, a lot of other states are planning to swap out their stay-at-home orders to safer at-home orders. Um, and Dr. Anthony Fauci says it may be a year before sports return to normal in the United States. Um, I was thinking about that because I play, I play gay soccer. And I really miss playing soccer. It sucks. I know, man. I mean, look... I feel for the people who are like getting who are getting antsy and all of that stuff. Like it's, you know, my whole life used to be going to comedy shows and going out and like doing shows and seeing shows and planning shows to do. And now I'm like, I legitimately don't know when live comedy comes back. You know, I have, I have yeah. no idea when live, like when not virtual live comedy will return at all. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time before life returns to normal. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize who are like pushing for the ease of restrictions and all this stuff is like I mean, you can force this reopening if that's what you want, but it's not gonna make things go back to normal. No. It's gonna make it's, it worse. It's it's not. Nothing goes back to normal really until we have a cure or a vaccine or workable treatment for mm -hmm. the virus and until then like things are going to be different you know and you got to make your peace with that in whatever way you can as difficult as it is to hear despite all of that <laughs> news um jared kushner's not worried about it guys uh great news jared actually feels like things are going great um <laughs> 
The president's son-in-law appeared on Fox and Friends yesterday and claimed that the administration's response to coronavirus has actually been a great success story. And we have a clip. And again, we're on the other side of the medical aspect of this. And I think that we've uh, achieved all the different milestones that are needed. So the, gov the government, federal government, rose to the challenge. And this is a great success story. Uh, and, and I think that that's really, you know, what needs to be told. Whenever I hear him talk about it, I'm just like, I think about Borat going, great success. <laughs> their, their responses to all of this um, have just been so Orwellian. It's like, you know, you're not seeing what you're seeing. You're not hearing what you're hearing. It's like, The numbers aren't what they are. Yeah. Trump was being sarcastic when he said to drink bleach. Like People were actually, and there's cases of people drinking bleach, you know, it's insane. Exactly. And- also, for what it's worth, as Jared is saying this, this was less than one day after the U.S. hit one million confirmed coronavirus cases. Actually, we've exceeded it at this point. Um, Which is insane because also just because of the lack of testing, so many people have it. Exactly. Confirmed it's like way, it's way more cases. than that. Confirmed. Um, have you seen the dirty money on Netflix about Jared Kushner and his whole no. family? No. It's worth a watch. He's, it's really important to remember that Jared Kushner's primary job is slumlord. <laughs> like, he runs like aggressively unethical properties in New York, in Maryland. He uh, prosecutes poor people until they have nothing. Uh, to get them out of, to evict them. He's, he's one of those landlords who's guilty of, um, like, if he wants to evict you from the apartment because he wants to renovate it and get all of the rent-controlled tenants out and start charging a bunch of money, he would have, he would just start authorizing construction. His company would start authorizing construction at all hours of the day and night. It's called construction harassment to try to make the apartment so unlivable that you move out you Jesus. you give up your rent control department because literally he's having construction crews from sun up to sundown and sometimes even like late at night at like two o'clock in the morning drilling and stuff like that and it's a literal term that's called construction harassment that his companies have been like found guilty of wow yeah it's really it's really crazy um so meanwhile Get, fuck off. Say bye to Jared. <laughs> fuck off to Jared. The only credible person in the world, Dr. Fauci, <laughs> actually did provide us with some good news <clears throat> yesterday. Uh, yesterday, Fauci said that he is optimistic about re a, a drug called remdesivir as a possible COVID-19 treatment. Apparently, a experimental a trial of this drug. Um, have made it look like it could decrease the severity of the disease in COVID-19 patients. Mm -hmm. The trial showed that it might help patients recover more quickly from the infection. Um, basically, this trial was conducted in uh, 1,000 hospitalized patients, and the drug accelerated recovery by an average of four days. So it's not a cure, but it's something that has been shown to maybe speed up recovery, which is great. The FDA mm -hmm. has announced uh, that it plans to use, and I basically it basically has a way of like emergency authorizing drugs, so it doesn't have to go through the lengthy process that it normally has to go through to get approved. 
uh, it plans to use that emergency authorization for remdesivir. Um, and it is also promising trials for a vaccine to continue to take place around the world. Yesterday, Trump was asked what will happen if there is a delay in vaccine development. And here is what he said. Without a vaccine, sir, why do you think the virus will just be gone? It's going to go. It's going to leave. It's going to be gone. It's going to be eradicated. Uh, and uh, it might take longer. It might be in smaller sections. It, it'll be, it won't be what we had. And, and we also learned a lot. Again, if you have a flare-up in a certain area, if you have a, I call them burning embers, boom, we put it out. We know how to put it out now, but we put it out. And now we're equipped. Now we have more ventilators than anyone thought was possible. Okay. It's basically um, nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I could watch Donald Trump try to make a scientific statement all day. I will say, like, like for him to try to put together a thought that's based in science on any level is, I mean, it's disturbing, but it is also hilarious. That question, that his response does not address the question whatsoever. It's going to go. It's going to leave. It's going to get tired, and it's going to get bored, <laughs> and it's going to go. It's going to be over it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it'll get... It, what's really funny is like that's all the stuff that I initially said about Donald Trump. I was like, no, he'll he's gonna start like when he started running. I was like, he'll go away. Mm -hmm. It'll leave. It'll yet, leave. It's gonna be gone. It'll be eradicated. They both stuck around like the worst viruses possible. Exactly. Like the worst viruses do. If Donald Trump has taught me anything, it's that you can't count on any sort of um, any sort of dark force to just go. Like, we that's should, not going to happen. We should, like, rebrand the coronavirus, like, they how they rebranded Obamacare to, like, Donavirus, like, Donald virus but or Trump that virus. That is actually, people who are in the Democratic establishment, as mm -hmm. it were, should try to come up with a catchy name to link coronavirus to Trump. I, we, let, I, let's brainstorm something and give it to them. Yeah, you know what, Brian? We'll we'll uh, we'll talk offline. Mm -hmm. um, oh, our producer is uh, has suggested Trump Trumpademic. Trumpademic. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good place for us to begin. I think that's a great place for us to start the brainstorm. Um, and if you're listening and you have an idea, Trump. DM us. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good. We're call. gonna try to come up with a way to link Trump to the pandemic mm -hmm. verbally. So we really need a vaccine. ASAP because experts are saying the economy may not begin growing again until we have it. That's because even as states begin opening up, it could be a while until consumers even feel safe going out and spending money. I know I, for my for one, would not um, yeah, like, at this fair moment. Even if restaurants open up, realistically, I'm not going to go to a restaurant. Like, if stuff starts opening up, what I'll probably, like... The first things I'll probably do is like try to go see my friends in like a content, like go to my mm -hmm. friend's apartment would probably be like, okay, mm -hmm. I feel safe doing that, but I'm not going to be going to restaurants. I'm not going to be like hitting up the old Navy on sixth Ave. Like I used to, to wander around and touch all the athleisure. Like I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah. anymore. Oh man. I can't, I miss bed, bath and beyond. Um, no. At so, Marshall's. Yeah. Um, 
Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says the second quarter of the year will bring the worst economic numbers the country has ever seen, even during the Great Depression. Um, so we saw cool. some, yeah, yeah, great. Uh, okay. So we saw some really alarming trends in GDP decline this week, but that only accounted for the first quarter of the year. Uh, most of the more dramatic lockdowns, the ones that really hurt the economy, did not happen until later in March. This morning, another 3.8 million people filed claims for jobless benefits last week. That means 30.3 million have applied for unemployment in the past six weeks. That is insane. It's insane. And like, it's gonna continue because every week more and more businesses find they can't stay open. Like as more businesses fail because they cannot do their, they can't do their business, more and more people are going to lose their job. My sister had initially had her job. She works in the fitness industry for a large gym, large luxury gym. And um, she got furloughed like last week. They were mm. like, we can't keep. Because she was in, I mean, they had initially fired like all of their teachers, but she's in management and they had kept them on for a couple weeks. But then they were like, now we can't anymore. And that's a really, it's a, it's a fairly large like national chain of gyms. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that. You know, I feel bad for all of those like fitness instructors who work at like, whose like whole life is dedicated to people going to the gym and exercising. It's like completely. Yeah. Ugh. It's really tough. You know, I actually, I'll take a minute and shout this out. If you are a person who's at home and looking for really good at home workouts, my yoga studio in Bushwick has moved to a completely like virtual offering of classes they've got really the prices are really low at this point i kept my monthly membership with them to keep supporting them uh because i was in a position to do that but they do zoom classes every day ranging from all different like experience levels or whatever they also have core they have, they have like pilates and bar classes and then i think it's like 15 dollars a week Mm -hmm. that you can have access to like a bank of classes that you can watch anytime. So you can either do it live with them or, and they have some free classes that they do live, or you can like be part of this program where you can bank all their classes. And that studio is called Yes Yoga Studio. And mm -hmm. um, Yes Yoga Studio in Brooklyn, if you Google it, whatever, if you're looking for some really good online classes, definitely check them out and support them because they're a small studio on, uh, owned by women. Uh, lovely. Um, I will shout out what I do. I go to go fit, fit, uh, fit, fit up YouTube. It's this hot Spanish guy who's just, love that. you know, really exercised me. I was so sore. I couldn't walk the other day. So yeah, I did a jabs by Gina class mm -hmm. online that I really liked as well. I get a little cardio in. So definitely if you're looking to work out, there are lots of ways to support people in the fitness industry who don't have anywhere obey obey so you know that them too yeah mm -hmm. okay Great. i don't know yeah we'll, we'll shout out more gyms later or whatever yeah. but you know support small businesses where you can and stuff. exactly order all right guys i think that's the end of our episode uh so until the end of the pandemic i'm elise morales i'm brian Russell smith and this is the betches sup corona cast 
The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.